This is No Starving Artist Podcast. I'm Anisa Benitez, your host and fellow creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, mentally and spiritually, as we all deserve a successful creative life. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is about dissecting or analyzing our dreams. Not our waking dreams or daydreams or creative dreams or goals or ambitions, but truly our sleeping dreams, our unconscious. How does this relate to our creative journey? Well, I find it can be helpful to tune into our unconscious minds. There's a lot of stigma around dream interpretation and understandably, I think it's fun, but this episode is hopefully helping to break the stigma around dream analysis. There's a little difference. If nothing else, I hope that this episode serves as an affirmation that you are creative and expansive and your imagination is infinite. Because no matter how many times you hit a creative rut or a creative block, we go to bed at night and often we have dreams where we create an entire world, an entire story with just our minds every character, every person who inhabits our dreams is created from us. Our agenda for today's episode is how this topic became relevant to me first. And second, dissecting your dreams. Three steps to approach that. If you've been enjoying this podcast and getting value from this podcast, your rating and review on Apple Podcasts, sharing on social makes a difference. That's how the podcast grows. Otherwise, let's get into it. This topic became relevant to me because I've still been coming out of sickness. And sometimes when I'm sick, I go to bed particularly tired. Definitely have deeper sleeps than normal. Have vivid dreams. And it's funny because... In these vivid dreams, they can feel so real. They can feel like everything that happened is truly like a foreshadowing of what's to come. And it's possible that those things play out. It's possible. But it's funny how, you know, so many people can believe that they're not creative at all. And they're not artists when most nights you fall asleep and you create feature-length film in your imagination, if not multiple most dreams I don't remember, but one of the keys to remembering is when you are in a bit of a lucid dream state still, just keeping a journal next to your bed and grabbing it and writing things down, or right when you open your eyes, recalling everything, um, maybe even verbally, and saying as many details as possible. So that's one way to remember things, and I enjoy doing that. I was doing that a few weeks ago. Some dream journaling, and I found it quite helpful. I was like, oh, you're scared of failure. You're scared of this. You're scared of that. You're feeling blocked because of that. There were kind of overarching broader themes that I was able to pull out from my subconscious mind. Because when we're sleeping, we get a chance to reset. That's why what we do before we go to bed is so powerful. Because it can be absorbed by our subconscious. Be that putting out a positive prayer into the world, putting out, 
or saying to yourself positive affirmations or whatever you want. This week I was in a graduate film student's short film and I was the lead, but I only had about 20 or so lines because it was a short film, thankfully. It was a good project um, and I'm excited to have the footage and I'll go to my acting reel and feel like I'm moving along in my creative journey. But anyways, I wasn't really so stressed around memorization of the script. I read it out loud for about an hour every day leading up to the film. And, and then one of my acting tricks is to read the script before I fall asleep. And when I read the script before I fall asleep, I make sure to say all of my lines, especially repeat the ones that I'm having a little resistance with. And then when I wake up, it's amazing how a good amount of that script is completely memorized for me. I can like wake up sometimes and just like recite things that I previously like needed to be able to read to recall anything. So I love how our mind works. Uh, it's beautiful. It's kind of like you get fertile ground in your mind when you are about to go to sleep and it's a time to plant some seeds and then when you wake up you can already see a little growth beautiful 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 and yeah this is a time to reprogram our minds we can let in um or we can just let our minds teach us and that's a little bit more about what this episode pertains to how can we let our subconscious mind teach us teach us about what we're holding I think there's a lot of stigma around dream interpretation, mainly because there is a lot of pulling out specific symbolism, maybe prematurely without even hearing the full story or overarching themes. You can be like, oh, you saw a black sheep in your dream. That means death is coming around the corner. I'm clearly making this up. I don't know what a black sheep symbolizes, but the I think... There's just a value to having an understanding that everyone in your dream, everyone is you. Um, And often people will awake and say, my mom was my dream last night. And she said, X, Y, Z, it's going to be okay. There's value to remembering, oh, my mom wasn't my dream. I was in fact creating my mom and I was creating that dialogue So why did I need to create my mom? Was there a reason I needed to create my mom? Was there a need for you to, or me to reparent myself? Was there a message that I'd been needing to hear? Was it helpful to hear that message delivered from somebody I deeply trust, not just myself? Um, Am I feeling lighter today because of it? With this dream analysis, we don't need to draw conclusions like sheep equals death, but there's so much value in asking ourselves questions and leaving them as questions. There's always value in open-ended questions more than answers. Everything and everyone is a mirror in our lives for us to see ourselves more clearly. And I believe that the more we learn ourselves, Uh, the more we can help others. With that, next section I'll be sharing three tips to approach your dream 
dissection analysis. Let's get into it. So I'll be sharing three tips to approach your dream dissection. My source for these recommendations, these three ways to guide you is from Everyone and Everything in a Dream is You, an article written by Erin McElroy on Huffington Post. And I really like the way that she broke these down because it was very, not very woo-woo. A lot of our favorite pastimes as humans is projection. We come into the world projecting a lot of having things projected on us, maybe from parents, family, friends, community members, dreams, hopes, fears, our approach to life. And if you go to therapy or you do some level of self-exploration, you come to learn that a lot of those things aren't things that are innate to us. Maybe they were, you know, tragedy. I, you know, there's this Carl Jung quote that's the greatest tragedy of a family is the unlived lives of the parents. And I think oftentimes we don't realize how much we're carrying things that are not ours. And so it's a beautiful time in life to start reprogramming ourselves in some ways or reparenting ourselves in many ways. Understanding, is this necessary? Is this not necessary? Where did this come from? Where did this belief, where did this thought, where did this expectation arrive from? Self-awareness is transformative. And it's the other side of projection. It's learning what is ours, not what's being projected onto us. We can also start to analyze where our fears are arriving from. Are they were projected, uh, where that's coming from, what shadow qualities we see in ourselves that we like, that we don't like. I've been pretty transparent around like a lot of my shadow qualities having a lot of shame around them and learning to have grow more compassionate for them um has been so healing and restorative for me but yeah a lot of that shaming came from parenting because most parents want their kids to be obedient and shaming kids for uh not being obedient is definitely an effective tactic to get the result that you want but Eventually, that kid is going to, yeah, it just, like, doesn't doesn't serve in the long term. So, no perfect way to parent also. But, yeah, all these things that we bring and we carry for a lifetime that weren't from us. And some people don't even realize they carry for a lifetime. A lot of stories, beliefs, things that were never theirs, they were just handed down. And they never took the time to really see what was in their backpack. This is where dreams show up and can help us because while our sleeping is our subconscious, those projections turn into dreams or images, people, figures, objects, and they give us this beautiful opportunity to take what's in the unconscious and make it conscious without ever having to project onto another person in our waking life. Everyone and everything in a dream is you, meaning every image in the dream is acting as a symbol of you, as an aspect of you. I think it's amazing how we create these beautiful worlds in our minds that can 
quite specifically resemble things in our real life. You're like, no, that is my street. <laughs> I was walking down my street and then I saw it and it's like, nope. That was your full imagination recreating a thing that resembled your street. If you looked probably with a little bit more specificity, you'd see that it was not fully accurate. Usually there's some subtlety, nuance to it that makes it clear that it was your imagination recreating something or aiming to. And Ais Nin says, we see things not as they are, but as we are. And that applies in our waking life and in our sleep. So first step to approaching dissecting your dreams. The first step is to record your dreams, taking note of people, symbols, places. It's also helpful to identify any archetypes at play. For instance, if there is a person in your dream who is a friend or a shadow or a seducer or a villain, you can tell by their actions, by their energy, by your emotions in relation to that person in your dream. It can be valuable to understand these archetypes and make note of all of them because usually in our dreams it tends to be cinematic and very much like a feature film because it's like, I was the good guy, they were the bad guy, I was trying to escape and they were chasing me and you know, the the storyline plays out but just as a start, as if it was a script in a film, just write down the archetypes and what emotions they brought up for you from their actions, etc. Now that you have those archetypes written down, you can start with the most potent ones. Who stood out to you the most? Who evoked the most energy in you? Most emotion for you? Number two is to list all the qualities that you identify with that person. So if it was a villainous character, you can see like they were greedy and they were power hungry for external power. They were, um, and go on and on. And you can do this by doing some free association where you just like write down quickly, don't think too much. Just the first 10 qualities that come to mind when you think of that character and what they evoked in you. They invoked rage. Their greed made me resentful, made me furious. It made me disappointed with society. Is there a reflection of society or something? And next, assume that this person is a reflection and an aspect of you. So from this perspective, you can use that archetype and all those qualities you listed to tell yourself more. If this archetype was a friend, then these qualities can point you to what you desire to have. Like if they were a friend and you in your dream, you, oh my gosh, they were just like, they showed up for you. They were the best. They were everyone that you ever dreamed to show up for you and blah, blah, blah. And those are the qualities you desire to have. The context 
of that person maybe being a shadow archetype, um, if they were the villain, it might be your subconscious projecting qualities of yourself that you need to develop or you have fears around. And you can finally face that if you saw that super greedy, villainous, power-hungry, external power-hungry character, then you can be like, oh, maybe I fear becoming externally power-hungry. Um, I fear being really driven by jealousy and greed. Uh, why could that be? Is that true? Etc. Because any villain, you know, like in real life, nobody's a villain. <laughs> nobody's a villain, nobody's a friend, nobody's a hero. We're all people. Uh, and anything that we see as the other side of us um, that we want to kind of like have shame around or like look down upon is just qualities of us that we usually haven't accepted. So there can be a lot to analyze and and review there. If you have a strong aversion to that character in your dream, there's definitely something, or it's likely, there's something in yourself that you're denying or fighting with. Again, the rest of your dream can give you information as to how you handle a lot of those projections. It's like being in a carnival with funny mirrors and every person, every aspect is a reflection back on ourselves. So you can have fun with that and looking at your life from the outside in. I hope you found this helpful. Definitely a lot more broad and a lot more, I think a lot simpler than we tend to make a lot of the dream analysis out to be. But yeah, there's just so many moments to reflect on what might be blocking us because in our waking life, a lot of those things that we're dreaming about, uh, feeling like, ah, what if this happens? What if that happens? It's usually carried into our waking life. If there's something going on in our waking life that we continue to perpetuate that subconscious fear around, etc. And yeah, the whole point of analyzing our dreams in this episode is that you can recognize that a lot of those fears that you have are rooted somewhere and often not in your present moment. When we are able to come back to the here and now, when we're able to meditate, take more time for mindfulness, take more time for tuning and reprogramming ourselves to make more conscious decisions, then a lot of those feelings of blockage dissipate. We're probably not in this moment blocked. We might have fear of being blocked in the future. We might have been blocked in the past, but we're probably not blocked in this moment. If there's something you want to go after, make the headway towards it. Uh, Despite that fear, right? And I think our ability to recognize, oh, that's a fear. That's a projection. A lot of that is shame that I've internalized, blah, 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 reminds us that there's less reason to not go, to not move forward, uh, not, not, not to, to be expansive as our dreams, you know, allow us to be and as we allow us ourselves to be. There are obviously circumstantial constraints, but we can face those with a lot more clarity 
when we have self-belief. So with that, I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode, that you'll take some time maybe to wake up and journal a little bit around what you've been dreaming about and hopefully have some reflection, if not some entertainment, if not some creative inspiration, no matter how random it is. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you've been enjoying and getting value from this podcast, your rating and review on Apple Podcasts makes a difference. Your sharing this podcast with others via social media makes a difference. You can tag me at Anisa Benitez on Instagram and TikTok. I'm happy to reshare. And you're no starving artist. I'm so grateful to be learning and growing and dreaming alongside you. I appreciate you.